My weekends! Assemble! Jumbo, everyone! Harambe! And welcome to another edition of the, the Magic, Magic Our Way, Way Podcast. Podcast. another episode of the Magic Our Way podcast. My name is Kevin. And I'm Danny. And today we have with us the proprietor of Ivory Comics, which will be found at www.ivorycomics.com and the 2015 Glyph Award nominee. Please welcome to the show, Mr. Eli Ivory. Hi, Eli. Hey, what's going on, guys? <laughs> welcome back, man. How you doing? Things are going well? Oh, yeah. Pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. Love the shows that you were on, the past three shows that you've been on, man. It's, it's been great having you on, so... I'm looking forward to having even more of you on the show. Hey, I, I just try to do what I can to, you know, add to the mythos that is Magic Highway. That's, awesome. That's what I try to do. And welcome back to you, Kevin. Oh, that's true. Yeah, I'm back from my little hiatus, as you can tell. <laughs> Thank you for sitting in that hosting chair again. You're welcome, man. I hated every second of it while you uh, were going. And that opening But you is, did a great job. You did a great job, though. Oh, that was you know, smoke and mirrors. But it, but Lots yeah, of editing. But it got better as, you know, as I saw the progress of the three weeks of the show. And it was like the last one was just great. I loved it. Oh. You handled it well, like you were getting comfortable, man. It was good. <laughs> you know, I was getting ready to sit over there in the orange chair. <laughs> there it is. Yeah, the last show only took two and a half hours, so I guess I was getting better. <laughs> um, I tell you what, that new opening, man, that wakes you up. You like that? I love that. I know. I figure it was good in the spirit of the show that we're about to present. I was relaxed after watching that two and a half hour movie, but yeah. now I'm... You're psyched and ready to go. Yeah. Better than cappuccino. Oh, that's good. Good. I'm woke glad. Me, woke me up. I'm brown like cappuccino. <laughs> More mm. like cafe I guess. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, guys, the Magic Our Way podcast is a New Orleans-based Disney fan podcast. And why do I like to stress the fact that we are from New Orleans? It's because from coast to coast in the U.S. of A., the Disney company felt it necessary to build things based around our beloved Crescent City. If you think about it, you got Port Orleans Resort in Orlando. You got a whole land in Disneyland mm-hmm. based around New Orleans. So... I like to represent that and say, hey, you know, we're from what I guess Walt really liked. And that's one of the things I'm looking forward to getting down to the bottom of is why did he feel it necessary to include our beloved culture and our beloved Crescent City as part of his grand design for his theme parks? You know, so one of those days I'm going to present a show once I get around to doing some research about it. But yeah, that's why I like to mention that. So anyway, find everything related to the Magic Our Way podcast from social media links to merchandise. <laughs> Thanks. At magicourway.com. Uh, the Magic Our Way podcast promises to be the voice of the Disney fan community. We are committed to exploring every angle of every, any topic we present. We will beat that dead horse, as Danny has mentioned recently. Yep. <laughs> we will explore both sides of every coin, allowing you, the listener, to make an educated decision based on the topics of the day. Well, we welcome any and all opinions, thoughts, etc. So I just wanted to make sure that people know what they're in for when they listen to the Magic Our Way podcast. And it reminds us of what we should have been doing for the last three shows. Exactly. <laughs> um, so anyway, on Magic Our Way podcast number 75, we'll be discussing the news, of course. We've got some listener questions, comments, etc. We got some secrets. We got some dirty little secrets <laughs> Ooh. that the Disney employees don't want you to know. Mm-hmm. Mm, well, you should probably lower the lights now. <laughs> Get away from that light switch. The last thing that we're going to talk about is Avengers Age of Ultron. Mm. Very excited. So, anyway, enough of this jibber-jabber, guys. Let's go make some magic. Magic. <laughs> 
right, Danny. So um, you brought up a story about camels. I did. Camels. Yeah. Like, like two pair of humps, things that walk in the desert and like have water in their sacks and, mm-hmm. you know, they spit. Watery sacks. Yeah. Spitting. Yeah. Two of them. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> You tickle their sacks, they tend to spit. I mean, what are you going to do? Hey, all right. All right. Um, hey, Kev. You buy them dinner, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> so, sorry. What? I'm so okay. You remember when we went to, to Animal Kingdom? Yeah. We kept Wanna walking Joe, around? Yeah. Yeah. What, what did we keep asking ourselves the entire time? Where the camels? Where are the camels? <laughs> are Where? we getting camels? Are we, we getting get, camels? Where's the camels? We're getting camels. We, we, see, this is a new story for me. I have not heard this well, about the camels thing, but so I'm kind of excited. It should be treated as speculation because it hasn't been confirmed, but WDW Magic is reporting that Disney has recently bought a group of Arabian camels to take part in the new animal experience at the park. Now, uh. they don't say, but I'm imagining this has got to be going in Africa because that would be the only land that would accommodate camels, right? Yeah, that makes sense to me. So, 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 did they say anything what they're going to do with these camels? Is this going to be like a ride or they're just going to be hanging out? They're going to be spitting? Does it go into any detail? It's going to be a show. It's going to be similar to uh, Winged Encounter. It's Flights of Wonder? Yeah, I guess they're going to show off all the, the spectacular things that of camels, camels can do. Pumps of astonishment? Their watery sacks, their spinning, their they're humps. Sl- their slow the gates. Yeah. Their ability to carry loads. Mm-hmm. Well, great. Camels. Awesome. We're getting camels. No, no word on pyramids. No word on pyramids? No word on pyramids. What's a camel mm. without a pyramid? Exactly. A homeless camel. A homeless camel. <laughs> a camel without a home. <laughs> All right, next up on a cue, man, we're talking about uh, Universal. It's, yeah, it's a non-Dizzy thing, but I figure this kind of deserves some uh, mention because King Kong is coming back to Florida. He left for a little bit. He went out to California. He's going to come back to Florida with a new attraction, you know, a uh, new attraction called Skull Island Reign of Kong. And so just kind of, we'll post a link in the article in our show notes. And basically, just to kind of paraphrase, it says, The challenge is also to tell the next generation of the Kong legend. All while delivering unparalleled revolutionary theme park experience guests have come to expect from Universal. Uh, we have done exactly that with the reign of Kong. You'll be pulled into a powerful, intense fight for survival as you discover a side of the iconic beast that has never been revealed until now. So, um, if I remember correctly, doesn't the, the King Kong attraction out in California attack like the trams or something? He's jumping around. Yeah, it's like a 360 3D movie show that you kind of see happening in right. front of you. Now, this has a different name. It's not King Kong 360 3D. It's right. King Kong... Uh, Skull, Skull Island. Yeah. Right, exactly. So, I'm going to imagine that it's going gonna, it's gonna to bring in similar elements, but hopefully there's going to be some, uh, some actual animatronic characters in there. Yeah, like like a like a yeti sized thing that works. I, I hope so. Hopefully, like you know, you get a close up encounter of a full size Kong. That would be neat. Mm. Yeah, just to kind of at least pay homage to the original attraction. Maybe you, you go through sections there and you see the movie play out in front of you, but then as you turn, you boom, you're right face to face with Kong. Do you remember that old attraction that they oh, had? Oh yes, I love that attraction. I did too. Man. I thought it was brilliant. The fact that you were hanging in that little cable car thing, mm-hmm. and then Kong attacks and you drop. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, I was scared. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I, I didn't know what to. I didn't know he was going to do that. And here we go, just tumbling down. It's like, dang. Well, it's one of those things where you're like, ah, oh, it's just a big, uh, you know, animatronic monkey. But when you pull up to it and you're like right there, and the size, the size of it overwhelmed you. Yeah, yeah, that was a great attraction. So what are the odds of them getting a big Kong animatronic again I versus think, doing the screen? Do you think they're going to go for the screen thing? I think they're going to do the screen thing, but I think you'll get at least one good Kong shot. I think, you, I think they'll close it out <laughs> with one good 
close-up of a big animatronic Kong. The money shot, the yes. Kong shot. <laughs> Not just a big paw in your face, but like the whole package. Well, hey, hey, Maybe? it's a family park. I don't hey. know if you want his package in your face, but... Well, I don't think it could fit in the attraction. Well... Not that I know anything about Kong parts, but, you know, I'm just... Uh, <laughs> Kong parts. <laughs> I'm just saying here, you know, just, uh, just throw that out there. Mm-hmm. You, know, li- you know, listeners, whatever you want to take from that, you just go right ahead. All right, so we're done with talking about things, man. I got to take care of some business, Danny, man. Let's head on to guest services. Be our guest. Be our guest. Put our service to the test. Tie your napkin around your neck, Sherry. All right, so here on guest services today, man, there's one, the first thing I want to lead off with is I want to kind of pitch these guys, this idea to the listeners. Uh, there's a podcast I used to listen to that had a roll call of all its listeners, and they would write in and you get a number and all this type of thing. You were part of that roll call. You know, it was a, all about the Mouseketeer kind of a thing. And I was one of them. And, you know, that, that show's long since been defunct. But I kind of want to start the whole thing since we started talking about the Moican tribe and stuff, man. If you want your tribe name, man, write us an email, magicrway at gmail.com. And we'll give you a tribe name, we'll assign you a number, we'll post you on the website, and that'll be you for the rest of your tribal life here with the Moicans. So if you're interested in being part of the tribe, and hopefully you are, just all you have to do is send us an email. If you got a name picked out, sure, why not? We'll put it in. Just let us know where you're from, or just generally where you're from. You don't have to tell us the exact address, because I, you know, I just want to know generalities here. Uh, but send us your name, your, uh, your, your area, your location, and we'll assign you a name. If there's something that'll help us give you a name, then by all means, go for it. You know, give us whatever information, and we'll generate a name for you. We'll put our creative juices together, and we'll get yourself a name, and you'll be part of the Moican Roll Call. It's easier than trying to down a buffalo. Down a buffalo? Yeah, you know, other <laughs> tribes, you know, they have to go ahead and kill a buffalo to... To earn your stripes? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's yeah. true. Yeah, yeah. You just got to post this on Facebook. Or maybe we should do that. Because buffaloes are mean, Jack. You can't just... You want to have our listeners kill buffaloes? Or camels. Camels? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Send us their sacks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we want pelt. <laughs> There's 10 coming to the resort right now, you know? So there you go. Who's next? All right. We got Doxy sent us an email. And let me read a little bit of you. And he gives us a little bit of insight to his name. But he says, heading to Orlando for Mother's Day weekend, which is that's this weekend coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll take some pics, including Crazy Hat next weekend. Doc C is the name since Doc is one of my favorite characters. And I just earned my doctorate a few weeks ago. Holy Moses. How you like that? We, have a, we actually have an educated person who listens to the show? Yes. He has, he has obtained the ultimate degree in that whole plan. He well, is Dr. Literally Dr. C. Good for him. And it's, it's double meaning, man. He loves Doc as a character, and he, he, he himself is a doctor. Well, you know, I got a question for him. I got this pain in my shoulder that if I lift my arm a little bit too... <laughs> doctor, help me. <laughs> uh, oh, and he says, see, since last name is Coco. Nothing special, just different. Hopefully I can catch the few episodes I've missed soon. Doc C. Well, how you like that, man? Congratulations, Doxy. On he, he said just a few weeks ago he's been hooded a doctor. I wonder in what Doxy. What are you a doctor of? Yeah, what's your doctorate in? Yeah, is it, I mean, are you like a medical doctor, or are you <laughs> like uh, something mysterious, like forensics, science? Are you know. a DJ? <laughs> you know, <laughs> DJ. Doctor DJ. Yeah, you know, like Doctor Johnny Fever. Yeah. Uh, remember uh, WKRP? Yeah, I remember yeah. That. So there you good. go. Mm-hmm. Are you a basketball player? Oh, could be. Yeah, Doctor J. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, there you go. Well, let us know, Doxy. We want to know more information about who you are. <laughs> absolutely. I could use a referral. Yeah, absolutely. So thank you, Doxy, for that. 
Who's next? And of course, next, the chief of the Mawican Nation, we got Mr. Sean Wu Wu at Fish Sean Wu. Uh, he sent us in a little uh, voice email. And you can do the same thing too if you want to call uh, our toll free number, 1 844 Harambe. That's 1 844 Harambe. And you, if you want to, you can go to www.speakpipe.com and you can click that little widget on the side of the website and you can leave us a speakpipe straight from your uh, computer. So either way, we'll get it. But anyway, here, take it away, Sean. Hey, everyone. This is Fish Sean Wu. How's the Malakin Nation doing? I'm the tribe leader of the Malakin Nation, if you will. Yesterday, we went to Epcot. 83 degrees, breezy, bluebird skies, no humidity, very unlike Central Florida weather. We got to meet up with a couple fellow podcasters. We met up with Resort Loop Bob of the Resort Loop Podcast and Scotty Campbell of the Dixie Landings Radio Podcast. When you're not listening to the Magic Our Way podcast, give them a listen. So we toured the Epcot a little bit yesterday, and we found out two kind of neat things that I wanted to let you guys know about. For those pin traders out there, they have an exclusive Tomorrowland pin. You used to be able to get this pin at the Tomorrowland preview, which has replaced Captain EO for a short time, I hope. I hope Captain EO comes back. However, these pins are no longer being given out at the Captain EO Tomorrowland preview. Now where you have to go to get these pins is at the end of test track. As you come out of test track, you'll see a bunch of GM and Chevy cars, Corvettes, pickup trucks, GMC Acadias. Go up to a cast member as you walk out. You'll see them. They'll either have an iPad or a clipboard. Give them your information. Tell them you want to send them a catalog and or tell them you want them to send you a catalog and they'll give you an exclusive Tomorrowland trading pin. They're pretty neat. I have a picture of them on my Twitter feed, at Wu on Twitter. The other thing we found out, we took a, a ride on the monorail. After all, the monorail is my favorite attraction. And they brought back the 26-piece Disney transportation trading card collection, according to one of the cast members. So we were able to get a monorail trading card. I'm going to send the guys, Kevin, Danny, Eli, and of course Lee, an email with a link about the trading card set. But essentially it's a trading card set of 26 cards. The various drivers of the transportation modes at Disney have these cards. Monorails, buses, ferry boats, you name it. Go ask one of the drivers or one of the cast members standing around in the transportation area. They're very rare to find. Only a few cast members have them, but we were able to score the monorail trading card yesterday. So there's a set of 26 I think we're up to only six right now, so we got a long way to go. Again, I'll send these guys a link. Hopefully they can include it in their show notes. It's fun for the kids. They really enjoy it, so go give it a shot. Go get your trading cards. Go get your Tomorrowland pins, and go listen to the Malkin Nation and the Mal Podcast. Roll them, guys. All right, well, thanks, uh, Sean. I appreciate that for sending us in that little recording. And like I said, you, any of you guys out there can do the exact same thing. Very easy. Actually, it sounds like he just recorded on his smartphone. Yeah. And just emailed it in. It's just that easy, guys. You can do that. Magicarway at gmail.com. I like how Lee's always the plus one. <laughs> it's like, you're listening to Kevin, Danny, and Eli. Oh, and of course, Lee. Of course. <laughs> Lee's the plus one. Aww. And I like his voice, too. He should do movie trailers. He makes everything sound so dire. Ser- yeah. And serious, doesn't he? Yes, he does. He does. That's awesome. In a world, In a world. where the skies are blue. 
and there's no humidity at all. <laughs> no. Riding on the monorail, <laughs> having a fun time. Terrorists you know? invade Disney. Yeah, you know, he could do that. I think he's got a great voice. You know, but I'll... one man decided to collect all the pins. Fish Sean Woo. Woo 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 woo. <laughs> That's like the, that's what he should have his own movie. He'll be like, "Do you like Jeffrey Osborne? <laughs> hey, Can you, know, you woo woo woo?" <laughs> I want him to do the spiel to the TTA. The spiel now to the approaching Rocket Tower Plaza. <laughs> you know, now paging Mister Morrow. Yeah, that'd be good, Mister Tom Morrow. <laughs> Por favor, Montanga, say Aliado. You know, like, you could do that. Yeah, like, we should have him record different things. All right, Sean, that is your challenge. Handed down by the gods of the Malkin Nation to the chief of the Malkin tribe. Start doing spiels in that voice. <laughs> and make it dire. Yeah. Dire. And then we got to do uh, every spiel in the uh, act of, um, what is it, Rand- Randy Macho Man Savage. Ooh, now approaching. <laughs> Uh, Rocking Tower Plaza. <laughs> <laughs> Coming to the Marlin, yeah, to Marlin, yeah. Ooh, yeah. Going yeah. to the TTA. Yeah. Let me tell you, Bob Iger. Let me tell you something. <laughs> Sorry, I almost went into the Hulk. <laughs> Dig it. <laughs> Who's next? All right. Next up, uh, we have a winner for your job, Kevin. A listener has awesome. uh, has won your job. Okay, good. Yeah, well, you happy about that? Yeah, I'm, I'm alright with you, that. You're I guess. not, you know, you're not holding back anything. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm sad, but I'd like to. I don't mind sharing the wealth of the Malakan Nation. You but, know, we are just as much givers as we are lovers. That doesn't sound right. No, 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 not no. at all. Okay, it, it sounds like you're a bottom, not a top. Yeah, I know you. Let's say I know you about that '69 show and everything, but this ain't about. I'm all about that bass. <laughs> no, no trouble. trouble. That's right. All right. So <laughs> anyway, we got of all the responses that we got though to win your job, Kevin. This yes. this one was far. This guy not only made a plea for why he should why he should have your job, he booked the show. Yeah, he I've booked read that. Every, yeah. He booked segments for all of us too, for for me and for Eli and for Lee. What? And so yes, he booked segments for us. And wow. he talked about camels. I'm looking yes. at it right now. He mentioned the camels. He, he did he? He did. Yeah, I'm looking. It says Arabian camels coming to Animal Kingdom for meet and greet. See, now that's the thing. Now, like a lot of the stuff that he brought, like one of the things he said was about doing the Avengers review with with Yui. But we're about ready to get to that. So I mean. I'm just impressed that he did that, though. That That's is well and beyond what we asked the listeners to do, and he Absolutely. booked an entire show. So that impressed me. So, Listener X, you've won Kevin's job. Hey! <laughs> so, <laughs> we will be having you on a future episode. Kevin, when is the next show you're going to miss? It looks like it's going to be the end of May, around that little week between May and June, as I'm out, I'm out of town. So, okay. I'll be glad to have him fill my seat. <laughs> that did not sound right either. Hey. <laughs> Who's next? All right, we got Jenny Marie Calloué, straight from Louisiana, of course. Uh, she's a Louisiana resident listening to a Louisiana podcast. That's awesome. Uh, but anyway, she writes into the website. Uh, the fa- I'm sorry, not the website, but the Facebook. She says, I'm behind on a podcast, but I'd like to give my take on all these new live action remakes Disney is doing. I feel like they are being made for the adult generation. Take Cinderella, for example. When I watch the cartoon with my girls, I end up bored and ready for it to be over. I used to love this as a child. 
When we went to the theater to watch it I, recently, I loved it. The story was close enough for me, and I loved the actors, actresses. It really rekindled that childhood giddiness that I had about the story. I also love that the live action holds my interest as well as my children's. Lately, it's rare a family movie is out we take the whole family to. I'm super excited for Beauty and the Beast to see where they go with that. So that is Jenny's take, and hopefully I pronounced your name right. I should be able to. I'd be embarrassed if I couldn't pronounce that name. Ah, uh, the Calouette, that's about right, right? Calu- uh, New Orleans could be Calouette, or if it's very French, Calouette. Oh, good point. Yeah. Yeah. If you, you know, sometimes we say things wrong in New Orleans, but yeah. it could be either. Let us know, Jenny. You know, the exact pronunciation. I'd be curious to see what it is. But if she's out from Denham, then that particular area, but Baton Rouge, it might be more French than New Orleans, I guess. Kind of a thing. But anyway, so, so that, that's her little take on live action movies um, dealing with Disney. So, Jenny, we appreciate you writing into the podcast, man. We definitely appreciate you and, our, and your husband listening to the show. And uh, if there's anything you want us to do, need us to do, please shoot us an email, man. Magicarway at gmail.com. And if she has an, uh, a, another take on Maleficent, I'd be curious to hear it. Yeah, I would be. Yeah, she talked about Cinderella. So, yeah, Jenny, what did you think about Maleficent, man? Let mm-hmm. us know. Shoot us an email. Well, you want to come on the show? Let's do it. Who's next? All right. Next up and finally on guest services, we got a tweet from Fish Sean Wu talking about Character Palooza. And I got to be honest, I had no idea what he was talking about when he sent this over. Did you know, Kev? I had no idea, man. Lee, you ever heard of Character Palooza? Oh, wait, I've we seen- haven't introduced you. You're not here. Shh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, who's that voice? Oh, from beyond. It's our official agent of the Magic Our Way podcast, straight from the earmarked Magical Moments Vacations. It's a friend like Lee. Hi, Lee. Hey, what's up, guys? Yeah, we kind of unzipped our fly early, so there we go. Yeah, sorry, guys. Yeah, Lee the- was in timeout. Uh, Lee was punished. We forbade him from speaking for the first 40 minutes of the podcast. Oh, no, he was stuck in the bathroom from Cinco de Mayo. That's what it was. Oh, is that what it was? Too many tacos. Yeah, well, you know, Cinco de Mayo and Taco Tuesday on the same day. That's a double whammy Man. right there. Yeah. That you're going to be you're going to be hurting after that. Both both <laughs> intestines, small and large. <laughs> 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 So, Lee, have you ever heard of Character Palooza? I've heard of it. I haven't investigated it enough to speak intelligently on it, but I've seen a lot of people posting pics uh, on on a couple of pages and stuff like that. I think it, it has to do with also being able to maybe get some harder to find characters out there uh, that that aren't your normal uh, run of the mill characters. I think I'm not sure 100, percent but mm-hmm. uh, have I heard of it? Yes. Have I experienced it? No. Well, that's what I'm thinking is that we need to have Fish on Moo on the show to explain Character Palooza because this looks great. I had no idea what it was because it's, it's an unscheduled surprise event. And oh, has, okay, cool. Yes, yeah, so you'll never see it advertised by Disney, but it takes place generally on days where they do Fantasmic. And it's at the, mm. it's at the Hollywood Studios, I should mention. Um, and you get to meet like some... some like hard-to-find Disney characters, like, like blue kind of stuff? Or like Robin Hood? Is that, is that what we're talking about? Yes, that's what we're talking about. Okay. Um, so, uh, Character Palooza takes place, again, it's unscheduled, and if you go to www.candepirate.com, you will find the character schedule as to when they're doing this. It takes place in Hollywood Studios. It's over at the uh, gate, right, right over there by uh, Hollywood Tower of Terror. Mm, okay, okay. Yeah, it's at the Tower of Terror exit area through the gates when they are open. All right, so uh. when you see those gates open, you walk right in. The characters don't come out to you. You go into the characters, okay? 
Did they advertise this, or is no. it like a, a point of discovery? It's like if the gates are open, you just happen to be wandering. Yes, it, it's like oh, it's encouraged exploring. Boom! And so you walk in there, and there should be a ton of characters that are hard to meet characters that you really don't see. Especially like I used to be a big Dopey fan. I can't find Dopey in the parks anymore. Yeah, that's true. Dopey just yeah, doesn't right. exist. So um, yeah, I don't know a whole lot beyond that. This is just in a little bit limited amount of research I've done since Fish on Wu brought this to our attention. Yeah. But um, yes, we'd love to have Fish on Wu on the show to describe this. Yeah, give, give us some pictures. You know, give us a little rundown of how this whole thing works. Is all right. You know. If this keeps happening, the next time I go down there, I want to keep an eye out for that because that, you know, that looks like fun. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, this is a new segment that we've been uh, featuring on the past couple weeks of the show called a Marvel Moment. And that's why we have Eli here as a resident Marvel ace. And, of course, if you can tell from, well, you, I know this because I announced it at the beginning of the show, we're talking about the Age of Ultron, Avengers, a part two in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. We all watched the movie, and I, I know Lee didn't, but Lee doesn't, I guess you don't mind the spoilers. You're good, right? Yes, no, no, I'm good with that. I'll check it out when I get a chance. All right, awesome. Yeah, because we're going to talk about Avengers because we all just saw it. And do we have any opening statements regarding the movie? Is there anything that we want to say about it? It was entertaining. Yes, I agree. I, I was going to say, I mean, Eli and I talked about this before the show. I, yeah. I was entertained. I Danny? was definitely, yeah, absolutely entertained. Especially the first hour. The first hour had me completely into it. Yeah. Like, I felt the movie kind of trailed off a little bit with the uh, whole safe house sequence, but they brought it right back into it. So I, I kind of felt like from the start, I was engaged. I came down a little bit and then put me right back up at the end. Oh, so, the, so it sounds like they successfully manipulated... Yes. Uh, the, the, they give you a little downtime, a little breather, a little rest. I had a little uh, reprieve. It was that's right. A, um, a little 20 minutes of recovery. A little and refractory period, if that, you will. That's right. That sounds good. So definitely entertaining. And of course, you know, I've, I've, I've announced my concerns about this uh, regarding the whole Ant-Man <laughs> Ultron thing. And I've mentioned that show before, but as, you know, as Eli advised to me, I just have to let that go, right? Mm -hmm. I, just, I just can't let that, you know, even in the back of my head, I'm just thinking, it's like, you know what, you... you you didn't make him. <laughs> Hank Pym made Ultron. But that's all right. I digress. It's okay. Mm -hmm. Ultron still made Vision. Yes. I was very happy about that. Yeah, that was trippy. Yeah, that was, that was pretty crazy. I, I was very excited to see Vision. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, is there anything that stood out to you? Was there any, like, I guess wow factor things? That was, yeah. a, that was a good bit of wow factor. Yeah. yeah. What stood out to me is that I felt like they equaled, if not surpassed a little bit, some of the elements of the first one. Yeah. I'm not going to sit here and tell you I thought it was better than the first one, but I didn't feel like the first one was significantly better than this one. I felt like it was a great follow-up. So they're all in an even keel kind of a thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. this one had a little more heart. Uh, the only thing that was would get me for a little bit, it wasn't bad, but it was uh, theatric in some parts. Like, yeah. Like Ultron had really cool scenes, but it was like really... Um, there's a lot of drama involved. It was, well, it was kind of existential, like you know, yeah, the yeah, way yeah, they yeah. were kind of doing all this philosophy kind You're of right, thing. Right, right. I was cool with that for a little bit, but in the beginning, when they said they were making Avengers two, I feel like a lot of people, I thought it was going to be with Thanos. Right. So um, this was good. I just was like, man, I really wanted to see Thanos. <laughs> uh, now, now y'all stayed through the credits. Yes. yes. Okay. Yeah. So y'all, so you got to see a little bit of. 
Yeah, yeah. Th Thanos does a brief little cameo, it seems like, uh, in Fine. every film. I'll do it myself. Yeah. <laughs> oh, by the way, this is going to be very, very, very spoilerific here. Oh, that's right. We should have probably said that from the get-go. Yeah, so before we continue, listeners, if you haven't watched the movie yet, man, just stop right here if you don't want to be, be spoiled. But if you're like Lee and it doesn't really matter, maybe our discussion enhances your viewment of the movie, then by all means, continue play. We'll give you a second. You don't want to listen? Just just hit stop. We're going to talk about Avengers, and we just kind of gave away an end scene there, but we're going to give you a chance to just go, okay? So just go ahead, grab your coffee. We didn't spoil the plot. We're, it's not too late. I mean, Lord knows Thanos is coming at the end, so oh, yeah. I mean, you know, that's nothing. It wasn't like we told him that, you know, Iron Man died or anything. No, we didn't tell him anything like no, that. So no. You go ahead and hit stop, and, um, you know. All right, you good? All right, so, well, I guess you're not listening because you're not there. But anyway, now it's spoiler time for the Avengers. If you're not ready for it, like I said, last warning. All right, here we go, man. Yeah, I thought every second that Ultron was on screen, because I've always been a, a big-time uh, James Spader fan. Yeah. Like, especially with Boston Legal and right. with Denny Crane. That was awesome. So I was excited to hear that he was cast as the voice of Ultron. And every second, like, even when I saw, like, what Ultron looked like, I was a little disappointed that they didn't use the, the more traditional comic image of Ultron. They gave right. Ultron lips almost. And mm -hmm. I felt it was a little bit too detailed. Almost uh, like mandible-like. Yes. Like an ant. Yeah. Yeah. But every second that Ultron was on screen, uh, I, I was I was captivated. Yeah, I was. I enjoyed James Spader's performance immensely. Yeah, that was that was all I think. And, and Scarlet Witch, what did you think of that? Very well done. Whole story. They took a character that in the books I could have cared less about and made yeah. me care about her. They, yeah, they did a great job. With the, even Quicksilver. Now was was their Quicksilver as good as X Men Days of Future Past Quicksilver? Ooh, that's a good question. I think the one in X-Men Days of Future Past did cooler things, but I think this Quicksilver came across as a little tougher. He's more he was more heroic. Yeah. They yeah, had him yeah. like save people and yeah. He stood for something. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree with that. For the most part, I, what I liked yeah. was I liked that they gave Captain America a little more um role time, because that's kinda tough when you really think about all those various egos in the room. Mm-hmm. I like that they gave him more stunts. I like that they did like all those different combo moves, for lack of a better word. Oh yeah, you know, like uh, what they did the thing with Thor hitting the shield, and then like mm -hmm. it, you know, made this big concussion blast and stuff like that. So it looked like they had a lot of fun doing the movie. The only thing I didn't get, I don't know how y'all feel about this, was the. I'm about to say Scarlet Witch, but I'm thinking of you know Scarlett Johansson, Black Widow, <laughs> yeah, and the oh, Hulk. I think about mm -hmm. her a lot. Yeah, who who does it? Yeah, uh, but her and the Hulk thing, I kind of oh that whole romance story yeah. thing. Yeah, I kind of that kind of took me out of it a little bit. Like mm -hmm. I get you know I adore she you, down. yeah, <laughs> but I need the other guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I kind of hold on. Was this was this a love thing with the Hulk or with Bruce Banner? I think it's one of those things where the girl likes the bad boy because there really mm. was no history for this. It was kind of sprung on you like, you know, right. there's even a part there where Hawkeye was like, wait, what? She <laughs> likes him? And they're like, oh, you're so clueless. How did you not say? And as the fan watching the movie, you're like, yeah, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, there's a part where she tells Fury. She's like, you had me go after him. Did, that, did you know did you something? For, yeah, did you foresee anything and there he, or whatever? And he was like, I don't know. I didn't know you were going to do that. <laughs> Man, you I got one eye. How am I supposed to see that coming? I'm Nick Fury. Ain't no Chuck Worry woman. <laughs> and I'm not Lawrence Fishburne. <laughs> I don't but, see the future. 
Hey, so I have a question regarding that whole storyline um, from the comic because y- y'all more in the, know about that the comic universe and stuff. Was that in there? Was there any kind of romance between Bruce Banner and 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 uh, Black, Black Widow, Widow in, I in never the comics? Saw at anything all? Like so this that. is part of the MCL or MCU, yeah. whatever. Yeah, to me, and that's uh, okay. So if I'm going to get into like like, and this is why I say kind of slow down for me with that whole safe house sequence because it felt like they were shoehorning like everybody had an issue, right? Black Widow and Hulk had a little romance that kind of came out of nowhere. Right. And Hawkeye had a family that they had to address and his concerns. Oh, that's another them. question. Was, did Hawkeye have a family in the comics? They've done so many different versions yeah. of Hawkeye. Oh, okay. But, uh, and the ones I've, I've read, not like that. Not, okay. not that ordinary. Yeah, not where they take and, and dedicate an entire like 10-minute sequence to showing you his family. Okay. And, now, you know how Kevin would say he was bad because Hank Pym... You know, made all try to didn't show that. Yeah, that it should be another factor that that should kind of it kind of irked me a little bit, just mm. a, just a wee little bit. But those are Magneto's children. Yeah, yes, in the, yes. In the comic yes. book, you know, and uh, I was like, they don't talk with that kind of thick accent and mm-hmm. all that. I was like, man, they should they should have had a little Magneto there, but they, they totally just brushed that aside. So Kevin, they can't, they can't have Magneto. Oh, because of the different... Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's right. Did, did you notice, like, he's like, it's made from the strongest uh, material on Earth. And you're waiting for them to say animantium, and they say right. vibranium. Vibranium. Yeah, because yeah. they can't even use adamantium. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> oh, man. And they didn't even call them mutants. They said they were enhanced. Enhanced, that's right. Yeah. Okay, this yeah. Is, this is the weirdest purchase Disney's ever made, by the way. Marvel? Yeah, it, it's weird. Like You get this, but you don't get this. And you can use this, but you can't use that. And by the way, you can go in a theme park, but not that theme park or anything <laughs> close to that theme park. But in those theme parks, yes, it's like the weirdest, most contingent agreement. I mean, Marvel just sold themselves to anybody who wanted a piece in the day, didn't they? Yeah, I told you. <laughs> yeah. I told you the story. Right? I remember. Yeah, you did. You did. Yeah, they were broke. I mean, so all they could do was sell the license and stuff. They tried to distribute their old comic books for a while, and that's what led them to having the bankruptcy problem. This is kind of a separate topic, but, you know, yeah. dealing with Disney and, and Marvel and all that, um, do, do, do you have any thought as to maybe they're trying to rein the whole Marvel Universe back together again? And here's why I say this. Mm-hmm. Um, Oswald the Lucky Rabbit was gone. For, you know, Walt lost that. Something mm-hmm. else was why he created Mickey. Disney Company gets them back in a trade. With first, I forget what the exact they traded for to somebody else. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so Oswald's back. The Orange Bird is back. Disney acquires Marvel. Disney gets back Spider-Man through a deal with Sony. And there's talks about Disney in, in talks with Universal to get the characters out of their park for them to use in their, in, in their own parks, I guess. Do you think that Disney might be trying to get the universe back together again? I'm sure they are, but I don't think they'll ever succeed. Like, you, you were talking about before. I, about that was my next question, to see if they'll be able to succeed with that. No, of course not. Because, I mean, like what you said before with, um, like, they don't have Spider-Man back in the fold. Right. Like, they've worked out an agreement that allows them to use him, but I don't know that they own him again. I don't know if they can do whatever they want without Sony's permission. Yeah, I don't know what the details are in that, but it's like, I, I know it's... Uh, a more or less a positive thing that they're able to use them in the MCU, I guess. Yes, I yeah. think you're going to be seeing a lot of deals like that where yeah. they work up because Marvel didn't realize what they had because they made crummy movies back in the day. Now, right. when everyone realizes they're sitting on a multi-million dollar blockbuster, as long as these movies are done just right, they're not just going to go ahead and give those things away so easily. Right, no, but there's only so many revamps 
of, of, of the characters that you can do before it, it, it burns you out. Right. It may come down to what the license agreement is on each character, uh, but that would be a very lengthy process to get them all back. That that pool of characters is so deep, it, it's ridiculous. I mean, yeah. it really is. If you're going to give Ant-Man a shot to have a movie, you... Yeah, Black, <laughs> Black Panther's supposed to get a shot, too. Yeah. 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 There was a reference to him in this movie. Yeah. I saw that. Yeah, they touched upon him. Yeah. They never really... Uh, the, the Prince of Wakanda. Yeah, Wakanda. Ah, that's one of my favorite characters. I love that dude. Oh, yeah, he was awesome. Yeah. But I really do think, though, um, in, in terms of the characters themselves... I think what Universal is going to end up doing, because at some point in time, these characters are going to run their course. Yes. It, you're going to get used to seeing this. Robert Downey Jr. is going to be like, okay, guys, thanks for the experience. I'm moving on now. Right. I, I've been Iron Man long enough. I'm too old for this now. And I think that's when, if I'm Universal, I say, all right, I'm ready to talk sale. You know, right. you, why would you let them have them now when they're hot? In other words, you wait until it runs its course and like... Iron Man is, is somebody else, or they're, they're trying to figure out how to relaunch it in some kind of way. Because, I mean, again, it's going to be a tricky process to go right. ahead and, and relaunch these guys because Robert Downey Jr. is Iron Man. Right, you know? right, right. Chris Hemsworth is Thor. Yeah, and as far as I've been reading, it was like the guys that enter the MCU are that forever, that character forever. Even, yes. Even the minor characters. Mm-hmm. Um, there's something that's going around on the internet, and people, uh, some people bitching, some people not really minding, but, and you probably heard this, but they're, they're talking about all the one liners that are happening, all the little comedic gems that have been tossed all over this movie. Mm-hmm. Did that bother y'all? What is y'all's reaction to that? Because there's a lot of mixed reaction on the internet is there a regarding this. a particular line? That, no, that it's just, it just in one-liners. You know, like in, the in, language in, thing that they did, yeah. and they, that kind of became a running joke. In Visions, yeah. I Was Born Yesterday. That joke, was funny. Yeah, I laughed you know. at that. You know, yeah, the, there were some... There were some that worked and some that didn't work, but I mean, I don't know. It didn't bug me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like Josh Whedon. I mean, I don't know how. I think he wrote it and directed it. If I'm if I'm thinking right, but um, he kind of writes just kind of straightforward, kind of everyday language, and then you get these big soliloquies like you have from Ultron, you know, talking about human, you know, extinction, right? And all this other stuff. So I mean, he goes both uh, both ways on that. Uh, as far as that was a great one liner about what? the end though. The, remember the very end where Ultron is like now all of a sudden the, the tide is turning, Ultron's losing, and I think I don't know if it was a Hulk or whoever or Thor that hit him at the very end and he's like, now eh, with the benefit of hindsight and burning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was funny. I yeah. mean some of them worked, some of them didn't work. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, yeah, but that's that's all I would say. I, I agree. Uh, there was a part in there that I thought was funny where they uh went and attacked that palace or whatever for baron strucker and iron man comes in there and he goes you're like you you guys feel it okay and like he zapped like everybody they're like no no we're not it's just that's what people would say in some cases like that so i had no problem with it i mean it, it, it kept it going you have to have that kind of small banter almost. banter yeah yeah because yeah. then when you get to the big stuff when they start doing you know explaining <laughs> the characters and then they have to repeat the plot of the movie to you a lot at mm-hmm. least in this one, because, you know, so much stuff is happening, they have to keep reinforcing it. So those little quips and stuff help to just keep the movie, keep it going. Not only that, I mean, would you rather the, the, the alternative, the DC universe, where no one says anything funny at all ever, and life is bleak and everything's dark, and <laughs> no. no one has any fun being who they are? Uh, <laughs> you know... I, <laughs> I, look, I respect it. That's one thing about Marvel movies uh, that I, I like is that they never lose sight of the fact that, hey, 
it's a comic book movie. Like there was an element there that I didn't enjoy about that final fight sequence, which is that, and I guess maybe they learned their lesson from the whole Superman uh, fiasco where they destroyed an entire city and killed millions of people. Right. And um, there was a little bit of backlash, like. Oh yeah, you killed it. Yeah. Yeah. And so in this one they made a concerted effort to say, look, we're look, we're saving people. Look at us. We're saving people. And that was kind of cool and everything, but it took away from the fun of the fight, of getting lost in it, because now there's all this human drama and people needing to be saved and all that kind of thing going on there to where you couldn't just allow yourself to get sucked into a fun fight where you knew the only people that were gonna be dying were gonna be metal. Um right. yeah. they, they made a concerted effort to try and make you care about them saving people. Which was funny. There was one part where there was the two cars that flew over the edge of the city yeah. and like Thor just goes in the car and takes this woman, just throws her just in the air. I mean, they saved her, of course. You yeah, know, yeah. Captain America jumped off and saved her. But I was like, wow, I was not seeing that coming. Just launched the lady like dead in the air. <laughs> that was more traumatic than falling through yeah. in the car. Like, dang, she gets back. She's like, my arm is broken. It's, it's out of my socket. God of thunder, thank you. You just launched me 50 feet in the air. That's, you know. Now my underwear is all shoved yeah. up. I can't take this. There was one part, um, there was one part that kind of threw me off for a split second. You know, there's that, that, there was that thing in the center of the city, and they were like, Ultron can't touch it. Mm-hmm. And then Ultron touches it, right? But the Scarlet Witch is supposed to guard it. She leaves it. The Ultron robot touches it. But then out of nowhere, Thor is just standing there. He's like, he's there, and he like whacks the, the little sentry or whatever. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, well, wait a minute. Does that mean he was dead the whole time? Remember, the city's falling, and so Iron Man's like, all right, Thor, you're in the church, right? And he's like, yeah. I'm like, well, wait, if you were in the church the whole time, why did y'all let the robot touch the, you know, the little bomb control object? Well, there were a lot of potholes in this movie. I will say that. I mean, if, if you want, we can, we can touch on them, but I'm not holding them to too high of a standard. Like, I never understood why they never figured out where Ultron was making his people. It's like, yeah, walked into the factory, the, the Hydra factory at the beginning with all the robot-making machines. Y'all never figured out that that's where he would go to make more of him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I, it was just, that one was just like, somebody was in the church. That, that was the only thing that just struck me. But I, I hear that. And I'm with you all on that. I didn't even mm-hmm. know think on that. But. So uh, just a, what do y'all think about that whole uh, after-party drinking scene around the couch with Thor's awesome. hammer? That was fun. That yeah. Was, Fun. That yeah, fun. I, I, at first I didn't quite understand the scene, but I understand that, and I, I see now that his purpose has kind of a twofold thing. Mm-hmm. Number one, to set get you calm and set you up for the Ultron entrance, mm-hmm. and number two, to set you up for Vision holding Thor, and I'm going to spoil it, Thor's hammer, at the end. <laughs> I guess that's so. It's like a twofold setup in that one little scene, but it was just great. It was just great just seeing them hanging out, chilling out, drinking, and. There's there's a challenge with who can who's worthy enough to lift the hammer. Yeah, yeah. Well, and look. Captain America nudges it a little bit, <laughs> and he puts yeah, that he looks face nervous. on. That was funny. <laughs> and he does that nervous laugh, like, oh yeah, yeah. I think that was also to help uh, establish all those other characters, like you know the uh, oh the storylines, yeah, and the, and the doctor chick, the scientist chick, yes, because yes. they had all these roles later, there'd have been no way I could remember who all those people were, you know, except for yeah that little party. But does Don Cheadle say no to anything? That's my other question. Because, like, they just call him up and, like, hey, why don't you show up for two seconds? Like, Don Cheadle is a big star. He just shows up for, like, two little seconds here and there. Like, whenever they need him, he just shows up. Yeah, but well, now he might be in, like, a future movie now. Well, it's kind of no. like I was saying, like, since the other dude gave it up, he's now forever. Oh, Terrence Howard? Yeah. Yes, he's, yeah. he's now forever. Um, Rhodey. 
Yeah, yeah really, he's a friend now forever roadie. I mean, if Robert Downey Jr., you know, quits doing Iron Man, there's still a chance if you've established War Machine enough, you might get like a couple of extra bucks. Yeah. You know, yeah. after that. Season. Yeah, yeah, but would time. you pay to see an Avengers lineup? Okay, so spoilers again when at the very end oh, of the movie, okay. they introduce the new Avengers team because the old Avengers team is just splintered off and going in their different directions. With their different issues. With their different <laughs> various issues because they made sure to give everyone an issue. Everyone had an yes. issue. To spur off separate movies, yeah. which will resolve in separate movies. Well, and that was like my one thing. They could have taken away Thor's little mini dream that he had to go explore, like the bathing in the pool that I did did any of y'all understand I, I that? didn't understand no, that at no. all. that made no sense they could have completely done away with that that was completely unnecessary Hawkeye's family was unnecessary maybe they they, they felt bad that he was a mindless robot the movie before yeah. he even admits it pretty much yeah the they kind of mocked it they made yeah. fun of it a little bit but um yeah, if they would have done away with a lot of some with some of those, just again, I know they don't want to keep the focus always on Robert Downey Jr. and Tony Stark, but I mean that's where it needed to be. That was right. That was where the main issue of it was. We didn't need all this rest. I mean, not everybody in the story needs something. And speaking of Hawkeye, mm-hmm. I do appreciate him making him a little more snarky, like he's supposed to be. Yeah, mm-hmm. like a little, yeah, a little more yeah, sarcastic, so- a little more with zings and just you know. He had some good lives, like when he wanted Sass. to shoot uh, Quicksilver. Yeah. No and one has to know. No one has to know. And then, like, you know, he, he made up for it at the end. I mean, they gave him, again, they, they gave him a little more uh, heart for sure. But I was, I really was all about Tony Stark and, you know, Steve Rogers, Captain America and Iron Man. I mean, that's mm-hmm. that's pretty much what it's about. Even the Hulk didn't really get that much, you know, time. I mean. I'm gonna, but I'm going to disagree with you a bit here because that Hulkbuster Hulk fight to me was easily the highlight of the film that was crazy like i enjoyed that more than i enjoyed the last fight sequence oh, yeah yeah i felt like they featured hulk just enough i mean you got him at the very beginning at the very end and a nice long sequence in between who else got that kind of airtime? i mean sun's getting kind of low big guy <laughs> <laughs> yeah let, I mean, me take, I, let me tickle your wrist yeah i didn't get that either they just could have just gave him like some warm tea or something time to sing him a lullaby <laughs> Yeah, but but like you okay, well like you said, I, I like the Hulkbuster uh and the Hulk fight scene. That was that was pretty awesome. Knocks his tooth out. I'm sorry. Yes. Yeah, he just spits it out and then yeah. like you know, you get these like he's just like, I'm sorry. I'm so, oh, go to sleep, go to sleep. That's my favorite. He's like punching the Hulk for yes. like go to sleep, go to sleep. You know, that you know, and that kind of banter, I, I don't see how that would bother anybody. That that stuff is funny. Yeah, absolutely. All right guys, so I haven't seen the movie yet. Um I'm probably gonna end up going next weekend. There's just too much going on this weekend. But um, tell me this. On a scale of 1 to 10, 1 being Green Lantern starring Ryan Reynolds, uh, 10 being Gardens of the Galaxy, uh, how, how would you put this one in there on, on that scale, 1 to 10? I'd, I'd put it at an 8. I'd give it an 8. Uh, only because it was a little bit better than the first one. But it just had like uh, some law points where I could feel how long the movie was. Mm-hmm. But as far as like uh, the action, yeah, that was crazy. The effects they had were nuts. I mean, you're seeing huge talking robots. I mean, at the end fight scene, I felt like a little kid. That's how I always judge it. If I could mm-hmm. feel like a little kid and be like, yeah, then I'm all on that. So, yeah, I, I give it an eight. Yeah, I, I was going to agree. Uh, it's not strong enough for me to give it a nine. And definitely not strong enough for me to give it a 10. I think y'all can figure out what would have done that. (laughs) (laughs) But it's definitely a very strong eight for me. I found it very entertaining. I loved all the humor that was mixed in with all the, I guess, the gravitas drama 
that was happening. All the effect scenes were great. The CGI, you know, I totally enjoyed it. Uh, I would definitely want to see it again. You know, I'd go back and see it again to see if I, if I missed anything. I, I enjoyed it. I definitely go uh, check it out. I think we're going to have to make this unanimous. I'm going to go with the eight as well because it was a little bit too long. Yeah. It got a little bit dragged down by a lot of the different little side stories going on. And like I said, the final fight, whereas it was nice, it was good, it didn't It didn't have the same feeling of fun that I felt that... Um, like the last movie? Like the last movie. Against had. a Chitari? Right, exactly. Although the, the enemy they were fighting was much, much, much cooler. I could easily see going to a nine, but uh, there's probably something I'm forgetting as well. So I'm going to say eight just to be safe but. yeah all right so that's our take on avengers man well uh, if you've seen the movie or are go- about to see the movie it doesn't matter when you listen to the show we'd love to hear your opinions regarding the uh the avengers age of ultron so please send it in to magic at gmail.com or you can speak pipe us or call us in record your own little thing email it. it doesn't matter get in touch with us you know how to do it uh and, and we'd love to hear your thoughts all right so enough of that stuff man enough of the superhero stuff let's head on to the hub So there's this thing that's going around social media, and this is a list, and I'm sure you've seen it. It's a thing called Employee Secrets Disney World Probably Does Not Want You to Know. And I separated the contraction there, so it really doesn't want you to know. So just to be uh, official, but we're pulling this thing right from Crowd Social. <laughs> and so I'm going to kind of read off this list. Let's just kind of just talk about it. It's kind of, you know, it's kind of fun to address these kinds of things. See how much of it we know, we've heard about, whatever, you know, yada, yada, that kind of a thing. So we're going to run through this kind of a list. And if you want to, you can follow at home. Click on the link. That's probably down below if you're looking at this on our website, magicarway.com. And uh, we'll just start with number one. So we're just going to get everybody's reactions and see what they think. uh, And here we go. So number one, it says a character can never take off their mask. Yeah. I've heard of that. Well, I would hope not. Yeah. Um, at least not be. on stage. They can't do it on stage. Right. You know, I, when, I, when I was marching with the, the high school band and stuff there, we were backstage. And, yeah, I saw Chip and Dale without their heads on. Mm-hmm. They, they, they were doing the Cabbage Patch backstage for some reason. I guess there was a... <laughs> yeah, I don't know. There, I guess there was some music playing. And, the, and all of a sudden, I looked down the and backs behind one of the buildings. And there's Chip and Dale without their heads. And they're doing the Cabbage Patch and the rest of the outfit. It was kind of funny to me. Here's the point where I would call BS in this article. Because they say, even if they become so nauseous in their costume that they need to throw up, they've got to do it right there inside of their mask. Under no circumstances can they remove their mask in front of the guests. If they need to leave, they will cover one... They will cover one eyes with their hand and raise the other arm in the air to alert maintenance that they aren't feeling well. So that's the kind of thing. I, I take exception with that. I, I really don't think that they want you throwing up inside your mask. You could suffocate, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then somebody else has to put that on next shift. Right. You know, and so. I, and <laughs> yeah, because you know they make them wear the soiled costumes. Exactly. <laughs> and not even that. It's like, you know, if you, you're sitting there hugging a kid and that stuff starts oozing out of the mm-hmm. mask. Oh. You know, how gross is that? Mickey's got Ebola. (laughs) Mickey goes from not talking to making retching noise. (laughs) I mean, you tend to double over when you're vomiting. So uh, I'm going to say that uh, that they're overstating that a little bit. I do believe you're not supposed to take off your mask. And if you need to get out of there, you do raise your hand and they get you out of there. Yeah, I'm sure. sure There has to be a quick out. Yes. And number two, we got characters will be fired if they're seen with the same character. Now, here's my question on that. Is that their fault? I mean, if someone does bad at scheduling or 
someone doesn't let someone else know that, hey, you're not supposed to be here right now. I mean, how is that my fault if I'm Mickey and, you know, the other Mickey didn't leave the scene fast enough or something? I mean, how am I going to get fired over that? How do you pick who gets fired on that? Right. Yeah, which yeah, which Mickey gets fired? That's even, yeah, there you go. What's even better point? Yeah, they're pointing at each other like, fire him. Fire him. No, fire him. What does it mean? It wasn't him. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I need money for bus tokens. It wasn't me. <laughs> See, the best you could do is you could go to a park, like maybe like Tomorrowland or something like that, and say there was like some time space paradigm that put both characters in there. Well, yeah, blame it on Back to the Future there or Bill go. and Ted. <laughs> Always. Bill and Ted are Back to the Future. That's it. They had a Back to the Future moment. There's a riff in time. Stitch messed it up for everybody. And he put it into an alternate universe, Marty. (laughs) All right. So number three. Cast members are not allowed to tell anyone which character they play. This I've heard of. They always do that thing. Really? Yeah. They always do that thing where it's like, I'm a friend of Dale or I'm a friend of Chip. They never say that I'm I'm Mickey. They always say that I'm a friend of this. I'm a friend of that. On a bus ride on the way to the airport, we were sitting there with somebody who claimed that she was a cast member, and she portrayed Mickey, and she portrayed somebody else, too, I wanted to say. Well, one of the princesses, right? If I'm thinking of the trip we went on? No, no, no. This was to Disneyland. Oh. All right. Although, this is secrets about Disney World, isn't it? So maybe uh, maybe in Disneyland it is a different thing, but I've yeah. never heard of this. Yeah. See, I was riding on way to Fort Wilderness because I was headed to the Hoop-de-Doo, and we were riding with a bunch of... I guess it seemed like cast members, and we just sat there and talked to him. It's like, Hoop-de-doo. hey, do yeah, the hoop to do review, musical review, that little barbecue all you can eat place in the show. That's a cool yeah. name. I like that. Yeah, yeah, because they had that whole song, hoop to do, whatever it is. But then anyway, we were on a bus ride with that, and we got off, and there was a bunch of young kids and stuff. They were talking this, that, and everything. We're like, hey, it must be cast members. So we asked them, it's like, oh, yeah, we're, we're, uh, I'm a friend of Mickey, <laughs> and stuff, that kind of stuff. It's like, oh, gotcha. I see, and I thought what you were going to say is like, you know, you were in the park one time, and some girl was portraying Snow White, and as she's taking pictures of the kids, someone walks over to Snow White and goes, Donna, Donna, that's you. <laughs> Donna, how you been? Oh, no, no, I'm, I'm not Donna. I'm friends with Soul. Donna. Soul. <laughs> Soul, is that you? <laughs> it's Joe from Jersey. Yeah, Soul. How you doing? You owe me 50 bucks. Hey. Donna, you know that. You had a kiss. <laughs> All right. So num- your mama and them? <laughs> All right. So number four, we got a little story here. It says someone died and their family got free passes. So here's the story. He says, really? One former cast member said that he once worked a register in Tomorrowland at Disney World. A man had a heart attack and died in the store. His family was behind the scenes in the employee areas, obviously heartbroken. Guests are never allowed behind the scenes, but Dizzy made an exception to give this family their privacy. The family also got free lifetime passes. So there you go, Mo Weekends. If you know anybody with a heart condition that uh, spooks easily, take them to Disney World and get yourself some free passes. Are they going to start hiring people with heart conditions to go to Disney World so they can get free passes? No, no. Kind of like they did with the, uh, the GAT card? <laughs> the, yeah, go. with the guest assistance card. <laughs> the guest assistance card. They start hiring <laughs> uh, people with disabilities so they can get to the front of the line. Yeah, absolutely. Somebody's yeah. going to try to pull a weekend at Bernie's over there. <laughs> <laughs> Bring a corpse out there just dump it right in front. Look, Uncle Joe, what happened? <laughs> free passes. <laughs> We can have Bernie's. That'd be a great Splash Mountain picture. <laughs> ah, that'd be awesome. That'd be awesome. All right, so the next thing we got is number... Oop, I skipped one. All right, here we go. Number five is they don't take shoplifting lightly. 
Uh, the story that goes with this one, it says, One visitor to Disney went to Magic Kingdom for a high school band trip. One of his friends stole a few, a few keychains from one of the stores. A few minutes later, while walking through a crowded area, someone stepped on the back of someone's shoe, so he had to stop and adjust it. At this time, when his friend stopped, two security officers came to the group, asked the shoplifter to quietly come with them to a cast members only area, uh, cast members only door. Sorry, he was charged with shop, shoplifting, had to pay a fine, and he had to do community service. That doesn't sound like hard time to be. I believe this one. Yeah, I believe yeah. this one too. Yeah, I remember when I again I was in high school and we had our band director and he stressed this the, the this whole story to us about shoppers and sharks, and he talked about the sharks being these plain clothes uh, Disney security people that that were just kind of wandering around. And I've actually heard the story that they do have guys that just look like they're tourists, but they're just kind of wandering the stores making sure everybody's being cool, kind of a thing. I've heard stories about that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he, he stressed to us, you know, if you try to hustle something, you know, they're going to be on you like white on rice, kind of a thing. That was his phrase. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, you know, it, I, I can see them doing doing something like that. Now, yeah, like you said, it's not really a hard time, but yeah, you're going to have a pretty non-magical day should you decide to lift something. I well, think. that's, your, that's oh. their old fault. Don't take from the magic, pay for it. That's right. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I'm just thinking of like a, uh, like all those movies you say uh, when someone gets caught counting cards in Vegas, mm. you know, and they take them back to the room and, you know, break their. I'm just imagining like <laughs> oh, goofy they take them to the back like, room and they start b- they break somebody's her. legs. Yeah, they yeah. start yeah. beating them up and stuff. You got yeah. this big mallet or yeah. something. Like they like break his hand. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Is this the hand you count with? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is this your Toy Story Midway Mania hand? Yeah. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Man. Like they go in the back and it's like you know Bruce. Bruce is in there, the shark. You know he like mm-hmm. eats the hand and stuff. No, I guess that would be good. But that'd be that that'd teach you a lesson. That's right. You you wouldn't shop with the end. That'd be kind of in that eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth. Well, Bruce like has that. lots of teeth. Yes. So yeah, hand for a hand. <laughs> you never steal that keychain again. That's right. You don't want Chip and Dale on your butt. All right. So number six, we got announcements over the speakers are rare. But important. I can kind of say I've heard an announcement that was out of the blue. Did over you? The speakers. Yeah, there's one time we were in the parks, and it was slated to close at nine o'clock, and they came over the speakers. I guess it was two hours before they were supposed to close. They say, "For your continued magical pleasure, da 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 da, we will are extending our hours to eleven p.m." Oh, that's a good announcement. Yeah, that's a very good announcement. So uh, you know that that was uh, that's something you don't hear often. Come mm-hmm. over the, all the speakers in the park. So they, I remember I was walking. I think I was on Main Street, and I heard that. I'm like, oh, we could stay here a little longer. So let's stay here longer. You, you know? know, it is amazing. Of all the times I've been there, I've never hear, heard like a lot. Like all of a sudden, you hear somebody break into the background ambient music. Like, Attention, please. We have a young girl lost at the Emporium. Can the mother of little Josie Sue come to the Emporium? Right. right now? I've never seen where they've announced a lost child or anything like yeah. that. Yeah, they usually end up a lot. They, they announce it. They don't announce it, but they call them lost parents. <laughs> they never. You ever heard of that? They never consider yeah, yeah, the child true, lost. True. They always consider the parents lost. Mm. It's like, oh, we have some lost parents here. We're trying to reunite this child with back with his parents. So they always take it from that angle. It's kind of interesting. That I've that I've actually heard them say. I've heard cast members say that when because I saw a little kid just sitting there crying. I was like, oh, that's sad. <laughs> <laughs> you lost your parents. Ooh. That's right. You lost your parents. All right. Next one, number seven says Disney gives out a lot of free money. And the story that goes along with this, complain to the right cast member about the right issue, 
and you're almost guaranteed to get some money back. Disney has a huge budget built in for this exact purpose. They like to keep their guests happy. This is absolutely true. Yes, this is absolutely true. Really? Yes, this is absolutely 100% true. Like they give you cash. Well, I'm not going to say they give you cash, like, I, but I, like, I know for a fact that my sister complained about having to take the taxi back to the room because somebody told her the buses were still running. And she was, we told her, there's no way the buses are running. You could tell when somebody's giving you information, like, uh, yeah, I, I think so. You're like, look, he's new. He doesn't know what he's talking about. Well, she goes in on the buses. The buses aren't running. She walks back to the hotel and she says, we were told, and they reimbursed her for the cab. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, it may not be money. It's sometimes, sometimes it's things of value. Yes. So it could be like an upgrade to your room or whatever. Or oh, something see, like yeah. that. Or, you yeah. know, different things like that or a free gift or like a keychain. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that something is insignificant or whatever. That, you know, yeah. parking, reservations, whatever. But, you know, yeah. You know, sometimes it's just like Danny said, they'll reimburse you for whatever expenses you incurred due to their misinformation actually yeah like one time like we complained about some i can't remember what the issue was but they really did screw up one time and i want to say it was that vacation where they like were charging everything wrong with the remember that one time we went and they charged your everybody's dining on your card yeah <laughs> so you had no dining left had no dining <laughs> i remember that <laughs> and there were a lot of other various screw-ups and my mom complained they sent like four free passes to disney for like a week mm-hmm. yeah yeah, yeah that, i that, remember you telling us that yes. story yeah that's, a, that's a really cool so they absolutely all right, so this next one, number eight, uh, you know, uh, uh, let me just read it. Uh, Disney keeps notes on their guests. That's right. If you're mean to a cast member, it's going on your permanent record. <laughs> you have a magic band. You get them for staying at Disney Resort and can be used for food and at stores. The cast member at the computer will be warned if you've been out of line with another cast member. All Disney Resorts use the same system, so watch yourself. Now, That's this is scary. Interesting. Yeah, I, I, this is believable now. With the magic band. I can believe that. Because if they can track the entire uh, Fish Sean Wu clan going through Epcot, (laughs) I'm pretty sure they they, they know which band goes to who and and, they can make certain notes about that. Oh, yeah. They know whose band don't go because my sister got in trouble for that, trying to switch up bands. Oh, really? Yes. So they know which band is supposed to go to which person. I've seen that before. No but this whole idea of keeping notes on their guests kind of thing, it makes me a little nervous. Like, is, is my complaint on the Sleeping Beauty castle that kept breaking on my permanent Disney record? It could be, I guess. I, I guess, guess that's it, plausible, you know? I, I, look, I guess I've been labeled problematic. Uh, Do I like to take a dump? Enemy number one? Yeah, public <laughs> enemy of the mouse. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Marked for termination. Yes. And so does Mr. So-and-so like to use the bathroom at this particular time of the day, so we'll make sure we clean it? Mm-hmm. Kind of notes? Yeah. That's scary. Huh. I, I mean, it's cool. I mean, the bathroom part. Yeah, yeah that, one, that one I wouldn't mind. So, yeah, you know, but... If they know I'm going to go every day at 2 o'clock and they're going to clean it for me, polish it, wax the floors <laughs> so I can just slip on in and do my thing and slip on out, yeah, I'm okay with that. Hmm. That's so scary, though, because that means they're watching you in the bathroom or something. You know? Yeah. Well, this is related to the one I just mentioned. It says Disney will reward the nice ones. On the other hand, if you're nice to a cast member, they'll often go out of their way to make your experience a little more magical. One cast member at Disney Resort said she often sent up chocolates or other treats or even extra fast passes to sweet guests. Again, true. 
All true. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I, I mean, I could believe that. We got Cheerios one time. Like, Disney doesn't do Cheerios. We got Cheerios from a very nice cast member who, who found out my daughter liked Cheerios. It's the one thing they didn't have over there. Like, you don't have Cheerios? Give me a minute. Next time, you know, they send up Cheerios to our room. The, the Cheerios are waiting for us. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's cool. That's mm-hmm. very cool. That's very cool. Um, let's see. Going on number 10, cast members have three days to learn their lines. Uh, the story that goes with this, on many rides, such as the Great Movie Ride in Hollywood Studios, cast members have monologues that must be given correctly to the last letter and inflection. Cast members are given three days to learn the entire monologue and how to run the ride before going live. Those three days are spent in a room with a trainer going over the script until they get it right. One word wrong? Start over. Disney wants perfection. Now, this one I see is plausible. I can believe that. I could definitely do that. And the reason being is when every time I go on a freaking great movie ride, they all have to speak in that same manner. It just kind of irks me. I'm like, really? They don't don't venture from the script at all. That is true. But I I can't imagine Disney like, you got three days, kid. Learn it. After three days, you know what? You terminated? If you no, you just it, go work just, at yeah, uh, the corndog cart or yeah, something. Yeah, you get reassigned. You know, I can believe this because like, if you get that role, <laughs> that's all you have to do. It's not like you have to go work the cotton candy cart and learn your lines at the same time so you can advance. Your cast is this person, and all you have to do for three days is learn your lines. If you can't learn it in three days, you know, I mean, come on. I want at least a week's worth of training before they're operating my ride vehicle. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's my only thing. Okay, I, I get that. I get you. Know, you should know your speed. You should have your spiel learned. But right. three days to, to like three days from when you're told about it, or you have to demonstrate three days consecutive knowledge of how to do it. No, three days from your from when you, I guess when you get assigned to the role, it's like so you give a script sp- and you got three days to get this perfect. See, I don't know. I, I don't. I think I don't think that's an, a lot of time. Well, it's it's possible. It's possible. It is it's, possible. It's definitely possible, and I, I can believe that. All right, uh, <laughs> number eleven. The cast members are lovers and fighters. Hmm. Just like any workplace, there is drama between the employees. The princesses have fought over girls who have stolen their boyfriends. Cast members have hooked up in the Mouseketeria, employee cafeteria, and Mickey has flipped the bird and another cast member in the underground tunnels. Not all sugar and spice here. I think that goes without saying. I'm about yeah. to say, I'm, you know, that's just human okay. nature. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, now, having said that, I don't think they encourage cast members to flip the bird to one another. I think it's a fireable offense. But yeah, I, I, I totally go along with all this. I, I'm sure that's happened. Yeah, I'm sure that's happened. You yeah, know, who wouldn't want to try workplace. to hook up in the castle or something? Isn't right. that like if the you're right? <laughs> if you're young, isn't that the whole point of going to work over at Disney? I mean, you have all these young people coming in from. They have the exchange program that they do, the yeah, different colleges the and whatnot. Yeah, the college whatnot. program, yeah. Yeah, I mean, wouldn't, isn't that the point, to go over there, experience this, hook up, you know, meet people? Yeah, well, one of the dorms called Vista Way is nicknamed Vista Lay. <laughs> so, All right. Yeah, that, that's, that's, a, you know, that's a sure sign there. Hey, hey. Hey, hey. Cast member love making central. <laughs> and, you know, and you get all these other, you know, from foreign countries that don't have the uh, sexual inhibition, I mean, or more, what am I trying? They don't have, they're not as um, Puritan, I guess, in a sexual manner as Americans are. So, you know, just come in and defile American boys and girls. Time to polish up the resume. Yeah. <laughs> I go in there. I, I do it right. I show up like Jasmine. I, I'll give you some lines to learn in three days. Leave the wig Alabama. on. <laughs> <laughs> Alabama Blackstone. <laughs> I think this next one is the best one. I, I'm number twelve. 
<laughs> I think it's hilarious. But right, number 12 I, says... Not, maybe I shouldn't say it's funny. I, it's probably actually terrible if it happened, but... Well, th- it, this makes sense, right? Uh, it, yeah, uh, it does make sense, but I'm thinking this is a pretty crazy thing that they're going <laughs> to... Go ahead, Kevin. All right, it says... The number 12 says, stay inside your safari vehicle. Seriously. And by safari, we're talking about Kilimanjaro safaris. And the story that goes with this is more than one cast member has confirmed this to be true. If you're on the Kilimanjaro Safari ride at Disney World, you need to stay in your seat. Well, duh, right? That's like with any attraction. At one point, the ride goes over a bridge with crocodiles underneath. The cast member driving the truck is told that if anyone stands up and falls into the crocodile pit, that the truck must be driven away quickly and immediately so that the other guests won't see what happens to the person who's fallen. What? (laughs) (laughs) What? That's the point that I'm making. It's like... Here's the kicker, don't though. Don't stop. Don't try to save go, him. Go, go, yeah. go. You feel it? Go, go. Go, go, haul ass and get out of here so no one can see this person who's about to get eaten by crocodiles. Here's the kicker. It says the crocodiles are fed from that bridge and will eat anything that falls from it. Stay seated. If you don't know that bridge, that's that little rickety bridge that they always go and they say, oh, you know, we're going over this old bridge and it kind of tilts a little bit and uh-huh. shimmies. It makes all kind of rattling noises and then you just drive off. Yes. So that's that bridge. I mean, do, do they really feed the crocodiles from that bridge? I can't say they, that they are or they aren't, but I mean, let's say a child, because that's probably, what, if it's going to happen, it's going to be some dumb child who falls out of that, and they drive off fast. Now, mom and dad are just going to stay seated. <laughs> They're not going to be like, hey, wait, let me out. <laughs> They're like, I guess we just lost parents. <laughs> oh, Simba one, Simba one. Simba one, that's right. <laughs> For the lost parents of the half-eaten child. <laughs> <laughs> Please show up to guest service. Please show up to the station. I can't imagine them saying, though, if the if somebody jumps into a crocodile pit, leave them. I, I can't imagine that. Um, that's just a lawsuit waiting to happen. Get out. Nothing to see here. It's not just like, it's just, it's 100%. If you fall out, you're eating. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like the crocodiles from like Peter Pan or something. Like, you know, they're hanging out there like, bow time. Right? Yeah. They got little TikToks in their stomach. Like, yeah. You know? What if they've already been fed? Are they fine then? Like, don't they feed them and then they're, they're good? Like, if- I mean, they're more or less just sitting there anyway. It's the sun of themselves. It's like, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't think, Yeah, I don't think crocodiles by nature are like, Whoa! They, you know, there's something. And let's just go eat it. I mean, I think you it. Gotta, yeah, I think you got to really mess with it. <laughs> now, you know, I have to think now. If I think about the enclosure, is there a quick way out of that enclosure? Shoot! Because I, I mean, crocodiles when they get moving, they they move, right? Hopefully, under the bridge they put a ladder. Although, I guess if you fell off a bridge, your legs are broken. Yeah, so, they got. Uh, it's not a very tall bridge. Nah, it's it's not. But I mean, that's might, still semen. Yeah, you could hurt yourself. You're not going to be able to walk too well, but they could at least give you a fighting chance to put a ladder under the bridge. So that way, if the crocodiles come to eat you, you can climb up the <laughs> ladder. A pool noodle. Yeah. <laughs> and hang there until they're able to come fucking get you. Yeah, I mean, you, you're get you at the Jeep like, wait, wait, I didn't get eaten. Wait, <laughs> come back. I'll catch the next uh, truck. The next tour. <laughs> I'll catch the next tour. I'm surprised no one has thrown anything off of that bridge yet just to see if the crocs converge on it. <laughs> Turkey legs, turkey legs. Yeah. Oh no, they cost Jala- too much. I wouldn't throw turkey jalapeno legs cheese stuff pretzel. <laughs> mm. Oh, that's not a bad idea. Like next time, like you go on the bridge when they, re- it's like just throw it out of your hands and into like, oh my god, I didn't realize that bridge was going to do that. You throw it. Let's see what happens. <laughs> oh my kids, goldfish. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Oh no. Oh no. Oh my god. Oh no. My goldfish. Oh, so terrible. Oh. <laughs> 
All right, then last one, number 13. Have a Disney day. And the story goes with this. If a cast member ever tells you to have a Disney day, you shouldn't be excited. What? It's the cast member's code for go screw yourself. Oh, wow. Hmm. I guess it would have to be in the context of which it's presented, yeah? Is anyone, I guess, but I've never had anyone say, I've had Magical Day, but I've never had Disney Day. Anybody had Disney Day? I've never had to have a Disney Day. No? no. Lee? Um, I can't remember. I don't think anyone's ever told me to have a Disney Day. No one's ever come up to you and say, hey, would you like to meet me in the bathroom stall? We'll have a Disney Day. <laughs> Not that I can remember. I don't, I don't think I ever would have caused anyone to ever tell me to have a Disney Day. I'm a pretty chill guest. So, well, but I, um, I, I had to think about it. I, don't, I can't remember. As one of the gods of the Malachan Nation, I choose that we adopt this phrase for our own choosing and using. <laughs> have a Disney Day. Y- y'all cool with that? In the context of what this yes. the saying was? Not that we hardly ever say it to each other, but maybe, you know, I don't know. We so what, like, <laughs> yeah, you could say, Maleficent, have a Disney day. Something like that. Maybe, no? Yeah, if you want to say, go screw yourself, say something like, go jump off the Kilimanjaro tour bridge. Or something. <laughs> go get eaten by a crocodile? Yeah, go get, go get left by the Jeep or something. Yeah. Well, I'm sure they have like a little insider code that they use with Let's one work. another. Yeah. Then, yeah. yeah. Uh, this is plausible, I suppose. Yeah, I guess it's plausible. I've never really heard it, but you know. But you have to well, really piss somebody off. Next so. time someone says, have a Disney day, like, no, you have a Disney day. Yeah. You have a Disney day. How dare you talk to me like that? <laughs> hey, come on this way, pal. This boy to get told, have a Disney day. What's that mean? Your mama have a Disney day. <laughs> <laughs> My uncle just had a heart attack here. You gave us some money for a lifetime tour. Now you're telling me, have a Disney day. And you have a Disney day. I'm going to be paranoid now. If somebody accidentally tells me, have a Disney day. That's gonna be it. I'm I'm going off on you. Got to like report him. Like, oh yeah. Hey, go, they told me have a Disney day. What's up with that? Your mama that. was having a Disney yeah. day with Goofy <laughs> underneath the railroad station. What you think about that? Go uh, buy go buy the camel. That's right. <laughs> I saw you with your cast member and over there in the little park and stuff. I saw y'all. I saw you without take your the without your mask off. Yeah, I saw and, you. you know, doing the cabbage patch. That's right. I'm gonna puke in your mask next time. Have a Disney day. Fighting over Aladdin because he stole your Cheerios. <laughs> you and the lost parents. That's right. That's right. You remember Cliffhanger? Yeah. It's like drop it. No, you drop it. Yeah. It's like have a Disney day. No, you have a Disney day. <laughs> <laughs> I could do Michael Rooker lines all, all, oh, all Disney you, Day long. I know you can. <laughs> all Disney Day long. <laughs> How do you know who your dad is? Because your mama told you. <laughs> <laughs> all right. That was fun. Yeah. yeah. That, we reached the end of the list. So. We should get to go off some more. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, that go, keep going. What was you say? Huh? What, what were you going to say? I just like telling you just go up like, you, you telling me that I got to have a Disney day <laughs> after all the money I spent here? I didn't get my fast pass. <laughs> huh? You took my meal plan and put it on somebody else's meal plan. I get to eat nothing. I had to eat half a turkey. Like, you have a Disney day. <laughs> uh. <laughs> oh, man. Uh. I went to see Old Tribe with bullshit. Harry Pym made all trying. You have a Disney day. Yeah. <laughs> but you like having Disney days with men, don't you? <laughs> 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 <laughs>
But anyway, guys, that's the 13 list. And we'll put this list up. And this is from Crowd Social. I'll put this list up so you can kind of check it out yourself. Uh, send us your thoughts if you're a cast member. We'd be curious to know if any of this stuff's true or actually accurate. I know, I know for a fact some of these are. Uh, but some of these other, like, you know, have a dizzy day. You know, let us know. Is that, is that for real or what? So anyway, we'd love to hear from you. MagicRWay at gmail.com or just go to the website and you get all our contact information there. All right, guys. So we had a little contest that y'all been running to guess where Lee is. And so out of all the millions of contestants that had a Disney day, Lee, <laughs> they've all given the wrong answer, man. So um, why don't you give them another hint so they can maybe get a little closer to where guessing where you were? I guess it was last week now, yeah? Right. Because you're in a well, totally different you know, place this uh, week. I'll just say this. Uh, well, the most popular answer seems to be Vegas. So I'll just go ahead and tell everyone that's close. But not quite. No cigar. Not enough Close, for a Disney but no day. No cigar. No. So um, not enough for a Disney day. No. They just got Disney. That's right. Can I can I put a guess in? You? Oh sure. <laughs> Why not? Africa. Africa. You in Africa, right? <laughs> Is that his name? <laughs> <laughs> Where are your shoes at? We're having a Disney day in Africa with a big woman with a jug on her head. Want you with a plate in her mouth? Her name is Kunta. You bit your nipple. Your name is Kunta. <laughs> Mr. Kinty, if you're nasty. <laughs> All right, sorry about that. Um, um, was it Africa, Lee? <laughs> no, it was not Africa. <laughs> 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 oh well okay no, no. all right so you got a you got a hint for us man yeah okay so i'll give you guys one more hint all right if we can't make it happen then we'll just uh we'll, we'll push it off till next time i'm out of town uh so let's say this uh again not vegas so that will rule that out um if you were to order some Mexican food in this particular city, they might ask you whether you want red sauce or green sauce. Oh, wow. If you can't figure it out now, think you that don't have Google. Be. Yeah. <laughs> then if, you can't, if you can't figure it out with that, then just have a Disney day. <laughs> but don't have a Disney day too much because you'll go blind. <laughs> and you'll grow a, uh, hair on your palms. Yeah, hair on your palms. Yeah, that's, that's not good. That's not a Disney day. No. All right, so there's your hint, guys, for the contest to guess where Lee is. And we'll just do this one more week. Next week, we're going to end it. So if, uh, do, give another guess. Yeah, the Vegas, not a right answer. Close, but no cigar. Uh, try, try again. Okay? Lee, can I ask you a question? Yeah. Were there any camels where you were? Camels? No. <laughs> there were no camels. Mm. Camel toes. <laughs> wow. Hey! Whoa! <laughs> So uh, I'm, I'm back to Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> the bunny ranch. Was it legal? Um, all right. Because in Vegas, what happens with a camel stays with that What happens in camel stays in camel. Because <laughs> oh, they have the sacks. <laughs> Two of them. Yes. For your pleasure. For the humps. Spit, don't swallow. That's right. All right. All right so. All right, uh, Lee, while we have you on the line, we just want to thank you for coming on the show, man. We're going to let you 
uh, talk about what you do with Magical Moments Vacations, man. So go ahead, tell the listeners what you're about. Hey, uh, guys, uh, if you're planning a Disney trip, uh, look me up. I will definitely help you uh, hook that up, plan it up, get everything taken care of for you. You can find me uh, at You've Got a Friend in Lee. Uh, you can call me directly at 832-570-5490. You can email me at lee at mmvagent.com. You can also find me on Facebook at facebook.com slash travel. L-A-S-T-O-V-I-C-A travel. And your number that they can reach you at? 832-570-5490. And again, we'll have all that stuff in the show notes, and we have it on our website. So if you go to uh, our businesses, our friends of the show, we have all his contact information if you want to book a vacation through Magical Moments Vacation and, of course, our friend Lee. Um, So thank you for coming on the show. We appreciate it. And next up, we want to thank Eli for coming on the show once again, Mr ivorycomics.com himself 2015 glyph awards winner eli why don't you tell the people what you got going on i think we should call him mr marvel moment mr marvel moment <laughs> mr marvel moment it is so dubbed i second it you are now mr marvel moment i'm mm-hmm. honored 2015 glyph award nominee marvel moment man yeah. triple m take it away brother. yeah uh what you got going on well like you said that i got the nominee for best female character which is uh Emily Tanaka the Geisha. So I should find out about that towards the middle of this month. Um, other than that, finishing up on the third issue, uh, getting ready to put the second issue into print. So I'm going to have a graphic novel to come out. So um, other than that, just hanging out with you guys, cracking jokes and having fun, learning about Disney. So if any of the listeners wanted to purchase a comic book, can they email the show? Or can, is there an email that they, you can give them if they want to purchase something through you or... Uh, they can get it in touch through us, and we'll give you their information. Or? That's totally cool. If they want, if they want to go, um, or is it available at a store? Because it's something they can order. No, it's not available at like even like a physical store. Yeah, well, it's like on Amazon or something. Or in New Orleans, it is, but not in yeah, other states. Not all. Yeah, I have. A, I gotta get the. Yeah, I gotta get my team together. You know. So. <laughs> Cool, that sounds good. And for the Glyph Awards, is there anything the listeners can do? Is this a, a listener voting thing, or is it just through that particular uh, committee or whatever? Uh, I think it's a little bit of both. Uh, from what I've been studying about uh, the Glyph Awards, uh-huh. I think the website is www.ebacc.com. And okay. there's, like a, there's like a nominee uh, list. So you can just put in Glyph Awards and it'll come up. But certain uh, categories are up to vote and certain ones aren't. So I'm not sure as to if there's a committee that makes the pick or if they just leave some up to the fans. Because from what I've seen, um, you don't have to vote for this one, so maybe it's just a shoe-in and, you know, that'll, <laughs> that'll happen. And I, I could believe that because, you know, it's good work, if good. I do say so myself. Yeah. Awesome, awesome. Well, definitely do that. Support Eli, support Lee in both of their ventures, man. We thank them for coming on the show uh, pretty much almost regularly here, and we do appreciate that. We love having them here. And so, uh, just again, just kind of promote the show a little bit. MagicRWay.com is the place to get everything Magic Our Way. Uh, you can find all our social media links. You can find all of our contact ways. We've mentioned it throughout the show. Again, our email is magicourway at gmail.com. We have a speak pipe. We have a phone number, one eight four four harambe That's one eight four four harambe Oh, I got a double dose. Oh, Very nice. Oh, you're taking my job. I, was, my I just was used for the last time. That's all that was. I was <laughs> you know. 
I got, you know, he doesn't allow me much. I got one thing on this show, and you take it away from me. I, I won't take it. Don't tell me have a Disney day. I just, I don't know if I could, if I could take it. Wow. So anyway, so go to magicartway.com, <laughs> and you're going to find some more detailed show notes. And you've been noticed the past couple of shows haven't had as many, but I'm working on a new way to do our show notes to kind of make it even more uh, ex- uh, of a better experience for you when you go to our website. And that should be coming out in, within the next month. Uh, so that's a whole project that I'm looking forward to doing, uh, to getting that caught up as well as all the other show notes and reposting some of our older shows with better sound quality. So you guys can definitely check out wh- how we started and everything else. So you look for that on SoundCloud, look for that on Google+. Plus. We do have an account, but it's not set up yet on Google+. Plus. But if you're part of that and you advocate that instead of Facebook, or if you happen to dip, double dip in both, you can definitely follow us on Google+, Plus as well. We're just trying to be everywhere at once. So you, we're just very accessible to you guys. And if there's a platform that we're not available on, please let us know. And one last favor for the show. If you download this show on Stitcher, iTunes, or Blueberry, or whatever device, or if there's a place you can leave a rating and a review, we would definitely appreciate that. Please do so. Um, It just keeps the show alive in people's hearts and minds, and they're able to find things. And last but not least, if you want to be a member of the Magic Our Way tribe, definitely email us and let us know. We will give us some information about yourself. Tell us what you do, whatever else. And we will assign you your very own Mawican tribal name. How about that? So be counted as one of the nation. Be proud. And speak loud. <laughs> You're Mawican and proud. That's right. You're Mawican yeah. and proud. All right. So, no, yeah, please do that for us. And so... We appreciate you guys listening to the show time after time. Uh, you know, we, we have a, a good a good sized audience, so we appreciate you guys con- consistently downloading the show. Uh, we're hoping to reach more people and create this. Uh, look, we just want to explore both sides of the story, man. That's all we want to do. We want to give you guys a fair chance to make a good decision. So that is the Magic Our Way podcast, straight from New Orleans, Louisiana, way down yonder in New Orleans, mm-hmm. down Old Man River, the Crescent City. <laughs> Uh, the Mississippi. The Mississippi. The, the, Big the Delta Blues. The home of the Saints. The home of Crawfish Jambalaya. Ooh, and Gumbo. Now I'm hungry. Oh. Now it's time to eat. Guys, my name is Kevin. And I'm Danny. Magic out. Oh, man, take a quick piss. <laughs>